our series name is, what our series name has been for the past four weeks. Anyone? He said, she said. Actually, when I first heard about it, I thought it was a marriage series. Oh, he said, she said. Parang ano, uh, interview, husband and wife, and ano. But actually, what we're discussing are the roles of man and wife, uh, man and wife. Men and women. Men and women. So let me introduce uh, myself. My name is Kevin Vicencio. Uh, I can't introduce myself without introducing my wife. Uh, your worship leader kanina, Miss J. Joe. Yung nakapink. Hindi si, hindi si Tin, uh, future wife ni Kyle yun. Yung isa pang nakapink. And uh, it's a nice partnership that uh, we have. She ano, helps prepare uh, for the session uh, by leading everyone in worship. And then we speak. And then she closes again in um, worship. So I'm very blessed by our partnership. And today, we're going to be closing our uh, series. Diba? We've been talking about uh, the roles of man, the roles of women, biblical womanhood. And now we're going to be talking about something called... Hi, sorry. So, uh, you have a picture of creation. You have a picture of creation. God created man. Okay lang yan, Kyle. Okay lang. God created man, di ba? Genesis 1 verse 1. But there was something he said. He said, it is not good that man would be alone. So, out of the man, he took out a rib and fashioned someone, a counterpart. Diba? And when man saw this counterpart, he said, ha. What did he say? Woo! <laughs> finally, finally, there was someone. And he called this person, ah, woman. And so you have two creations of God. Two very unique creations of God. Because if you remember how God created everything, He spoke everything to existence. Diba? But there are two creations that God fashioned with His own hands. Man, He created out of dust. Diba? He formed it from the ground with his own hands, breathed his life into man. And man was formed. He didn't just say, let there be man, and then there was man. Diba? Man was a special creation because he was created in the image of God. And likewise, woman was also fashioned out of man with God's very own hands. Same process. It was just he, God took the rib, fashioned it into woman, breathed his life into it, and then was formed woman. And God gave these men and women roles. Diba? To man, he assigned us the head. He created man first, 
gave him a job to do and dominion over creation. And then when man needed a helper, he made woman. And one thing that we've shared when we had our session one, remember, with Kyle, our session one says that man and woman were created as what? Equals. They were equally made in the image of God. Hindi lang si man ang made in the image of God. Also was woman. Both of them together reflect the character and the person of God. Wow. wow. So the enemy doesn't want us to hear. He's trying to drown this out. But we're not going to let it. Diba, guys? Yeah. So how can we say this? Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. In the account of creation, he said, In the image of God, he created man, made them male and female. You are equal in your reflection of God. And before we go further, can you join me in a word of prayer? Father God, we thank you for this time. God, thank you for this place, Lord Father. God, we thank you that you have shelter from the rain, Lord Father. God, thank you for your word, Lord Father, that we are here and we are able to study it in freedom and without fear of persecution, Lord Father. God, it is a great gift, Lord Father, and may we never take it for granted, Lord Father. God, right now, would you just um, empty me of myself, Lord Father? God, you know I am inadequate, Lord Father, but God, by your spirit, Lord Father, truth will be told, Lord Father, and lives will be changed, Lord Father. God, it is only by your power, Lord Father. So I pray, Lord Father, that you override my preparation, Lord Father. May your words be spoken tonight, Lord Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So man and woman were made as equals in creation. Both have the same dignity. Right? But from the past few sessions we learned that there are roles to be had from man and woman. Diba? Actually, I was supposed to speak on that last session, Biblical Womanhood. Sabi ko kay Paul, ang hirap nun, uh, lalaki, tapos sasabihin ko sa women, oy, this is how you're supposed to be. Uh, I don't have the confidence for that, so praise God for our last week's speaker. But from those past two sessions, you see that God had assigned roles for the man and the woman. The man, he made the head, and woman, he assigned as the helper. Now, what do you see in reality? What do you see in reality? You might ask me, I praise God na nawawala yung ring. You might ask me, parang hindi maganda yung design na yun. Parang mas okay ganto. Yan. Diba? Some of the women would say, parang I'm more qualified than uh, some of the men in our headship. Diba? 
I would probably make a better leader than some of those. You know what? Some of the men would agree. Ayoko maging head, ang hirap. Pwede bang ano na lang, doon na lang ako sa likod at ano, makinig na lang ng message. But ko kailangan maging head na ano, why do I have to have that responsibility? And you kind of see that in society right now, di ba? We've had something called uh, the feminist movement, di ba? That women are, di ba, elevated above everything, di ba? And men are the bad guys because we're oppressing uh, women. But in the corporate world, you also see that women are very, very capable and qualified to be in a leadership position. You have women who are very, very successful. Diba? You see it in reality. And now, it is being pushed that the roles are kind of uh, being blurred. Diba? Even gender is being blurred right now. Diba? Uh, I don't want to be called a man. I am a person. So, wala, nang, wala na biglang roles dun sa assigned to your person. I'm who I want to be. If I want to be a head, I'll be the head. It's not, I don't want, I don't want to follow that design. It's actually very common in the Philippines, di ba? Uh, have you ever heard uh, your married uh, titos and titas, uncles and aunties? Pag tinawag yung asawa niya, ang tawag, ay tinatawag na po ako ni Commander. Very common, di ba? I'm pretty sure narinig nyo na yun. May commander si Mrs. Di ba? The, the wife is the one who is dictating how the family uh, operates. Di ba? And the men are all the more happy to just, you know, sige, kaya ni Mrs. yan. Kaya ni Mrs. yan. And we see this in society today and it's all the more prevalent one of the greatest um, influencers in our generation today had this to say. Sabi niya, ah, who run the world? <laughs> ano, ano? Alam niyo na yung sagot. Who run the world? Girls. <laughs> Di ba? That is, you you think it's just a song, but that is the mantra of a lot of our society today. And it comes with the question of qualification, diba? We see that a lot of men are very passive and don't want to take the headship role, diba? A lot of men are happy just to sit on the sidelines. And a lot of women are eager and very qualified to just take the head. Diba? And you know what? Those women who think that they're probably more qualified, they're probably right. They are probably more qualified in terms of skill, talent, education, proficiency, some women, some women would probably be very, very qualified 
as a leader, as a head. So the question now is, is the Bible outdated? Luma na ba yung Bible? That's something to think about. Is the Bible relevant for our day-to-day? Baka naman kasi, you know, the culture back then was very different. You know, uh, men talaga were the ones who were at the head. And so, when we come to society today, when education is available to everyone, when everyone has equal opportunity, baka naman mali na yung design doon. And so, before we go further into this topic, I think Peter Paul would agree with me that when we talk about the Bible, we believe that the Bible is God's Word. The Bible is God's Word. Do you agree with me that the Bible is God's Word? Yes. If you don't, uh, we can talk. I Give me eight hours with you and we'll talk about why God, the Bible is God's Word. But since we believe that the Bible is God's Word, we also believe that the Bible is alive. It is the living Word of God. It is not just a bunch of words in a book, but something that God uses to talk to His people. We also know that it is relevant. The Bible is relevant even in our day-to-day The principles in the Bible are revolutionary. Even back in the age when it was written, you know, uh, thousands of years apart, each book was written. But the principles were revolutionary and they are still revolutionary today. The Bible is relevant. And most of all, the Bible is to be obeyed. The Bible is to be obeyed. When God says something, you, you follow. When God says something, you follow. There's something I like, I really like science. And something sad about science is it continues to, scientists continue to deny God even though there are a lot of evidences proven by science that there is a God. And you know what scientists say? It's because once we admit that there is a God, then we have to be responsible to Him. Diba? Think about it. If God is real, and He is, If a creator of everything that is all-powerful designed everything the way he wants it exists, then your question is not, hey, what can this God do for me? But your question is, what does this God want of me? What does this God want from me so that I can obey him and be in his 
good graces. Diba? And that is how we know that we should obey the Bible. Because the Bible contains God's commands for His people. It's relevant even today. So now that we know that the Bible is relevant, it's alive, it's the Word of God to the people today, when we see this model being followed by the world, what do we do? What do we do? As people who follow God, this is what we do. You do not be conformed. You do not conform to the world. When you see reality changing, you don't conform to it. Instead, as Romans said, you be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? Here's the reality. The world is always going to go against the design of God. Why? Because the world hates God. And so everyone you know who does not have a relationship with God is going to deny the design of God. So what do you do? You don't conform to that. Instead, you transform your mind. Be transformed by renewing your mind. And you conform to the will of God for your life. Amen? So what if God says that wives are to submit to your husbands? We obey. Right? Right, women? Amen? Medyo mahina. Parang hindi, sa likod, I, I heard some. I think, ano, yung fiancé ni Peter Paul. So, you're good, bro. <laughs> you're good. Amen? When God says something, we obey it, di ba? So, when God says, submit to your husband, don't you obey that? Men, you are also called to love your wives. And it's not a headship that is domineering over your wife. It is a humble servanthood kind of headship that Jesus reflected while he was on this earth. So since we want to obey the Bible, we know that the design is for the wife to submit to her husband. Diba? Is that easy? Women, is that easy? Love, is it easy to submit to me? Ayan, she's shaking her head. It's not easy. Diba? 
it's not easy because your husbands are imperfect. And you would probably do a better job at leading than your husband or some of the men. And you're probably right. My, my wife would probably be better than me. In fact, she's a better speaker than me. Uh, she's actually, she was a teacher for a couple of years. And, you know, if it came to qualification, she would probably be more qualified than me to speak up here. Diba? But why is that? Diba? Why is it that the wife is to submit to the husband? Kahit na, ano, parang hindi naman kasubmit-submit yung husband. Question. Ladies, are you submitting to male headship when do you submit to male headship when they're right? I, come on louder. Yes? I, yeah, yes? No, you don't. When you think that the male head is right, you're not submitting to him. You're agreeing with him. Kasi, oh, tama naman siya. Gawin na natin. But what if he's wrong? That is when submission comes. You are only submitting when you think that the leader is wrong. Does it make sense? Why would God do that? Why would God do that? Diba? Because when it comes to qualification, again, we're probably all equals here. Males aren't more qualified at something than females. Men are not more qualified at something than women. But God put the husband at the head. The husband is to lovingly lead his wife. Do you wonder why God designed it in that way. Do you wonder why God designed it in that way? You know what? I wonder too. And it's one of the questions that I will ask God when we meet Him. Now, God, why put the men at the head? Why put the men at the head? Kasi parang, parang it makes sense nga for the women to lead. Because I see, I see some great women who would be great leaders. But then when it comes to your word, you put headship as the role of the man. But the thing is, when God made this design with man as the head and the woman as the helper, he was the one who designed it. And when we follow this design, we see God as the designer over everything. 
Do I know why God put men at the head? We can talk about some things that men are better designed at than women, but in the bottom line, we are trusting in God as the designer. When we follow the role that God has given us, we trust that God has a purpose for His design. I don't pretend to know what God was thinking, but I know that He is perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't say, oops, I did the wrong thing. <laughs> I made the wrong design. Baka nga, dapat nga, ano, we should just, you know, pick who is ever the best. But God has a plan with His design. And it is also reflected with how He designed man and woman to be a reflection of who He is. A reflection of God's image. And those roles that God has given you has nothing to do with your qualifications. Man being the head doesn't mean man is better than woman. And woman being the helper doesn't mean he is under the man. They are both equal in being an image of God and in dignity and in honor. They are both the same. They are equal. Let me describe it. In Genesis 2.18, it said, the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Where was woman here? Wala pa, di ba? Wala pang woman. God didn't say, hey, this is man and woman. Man seems to be better. Let's put him at the head. Hindi, di ba? It was, man was there. God gave him a job to do. And then God said, it's not good that man should be alone. There was a deficiency in the man because what did God give the man to do? God gave him dominion over everything on earth. God gave man a huge garden and said, hey, take care of that. And then God said, ah, parang kulang. It's not good that man should be alone. Because the great task that God gave man, man was not enough alone to be able to do it. He needed a helper. It's not good. I will make a helper fit for him. I will make a helper fit for him. Why? Because what was happening? This is a joke. Huh? This is not theologically correct. I just, I can't tell the joke without telling that it's not. Don't let it foil your understanding of the Bible. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's a joke that says, okay, 
God said, here are all the animals I created. You name them. And so, man goes, dog, cat, bat, rat. And so God said, it's not good that man should be alone. That's, that, that's just a joke because theolo- theologically, uh, Adam already named the animals before Eve, <laughs> Eve got there. So, hindi, hindi yun yung ano. But there was a deficiency in the man that God said he needs a helper. Eve would have probably said, anong, anong papangalan mo dyan? Uh, Matt? Then what about giraffe? You know? The woman was probably the brains in the operation. But you see this word, a helper fit for him. This is a beautiful word. Uh, helper in Hebrew is ezer. Ezer, a helpmate. And then fit for him is uh Another Hebrew word that's going to come in a moment is Ezer Kenegdo. Uh, I'm not sure of the spelling of Kenegdo because uh, my Bible gives different <laughs> spellings. Um, but Kenegdo is suitable for him. Man needed a partner and that partner needed to be suitable for him. Woman was there to fill in the gap in the duties of the man. Woman was there to help man fulfill his duties because he wasn't able to uh, fulfill them himself. It was not good for him to fulfill it himself. And you see a lot of um, bad reputation with that, uh, no, with that word helper. Helper, kat- katulong, uh, ano? Parang I'm just like assistant of the man. Was that it? But that same word in Hebrew, Ezer, was used in a psalm. Said, "Oh Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield." It says, "Oh house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield." You will fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Never look down on that word, helper. Because helper is the same thing, same word being used about God helping his people. Women, you are there because you are needed by man to do whatever task God has set before him. Diba? Because why? When God gives people a task, it's so much greater than what they are capable of. Usually. When you have gone and followed God and you have followed him and he brings you to glory, from glory to glory to glory, you come to the point na you say, God, 
I can't do this. I cannot do this. I came to that point once. And I was serving God. And um, I was serving in tech, FNL, Friday Night Light. I like serving in tech because it's quiet. I know how to do it. I know how to do it well. I can stay back there and be invisible. No one's going to notice me. But somehow, God gave our leader the idea that this guy could speak in, in the messages. Uh, I don't know why they got that idea because um, I, am, I wasn't who I was back then. I was super quiet. And the first time I led the Bible study was in a round table, as in ganto lang kalayo yung kausap ko, apat lang sila, lahat sila nakaganon. Kasi hindi nila ako marinig. I would talk like, ah, this is my Bible study, and we're gonna be talking about Joshua. And, uh, imagine that guy speaking <laughs> in front of people. What was the, what are they thinking? And so God, <laughs> sorry, it's so funny. God worked in me through that situation to do something that was far greater than I was capable of. But that's not the end of the story. Eventually, the leader, uh, for some reason, was was in another stage in his life. See, Mike Yap, if you know him, he's, he's a pastor now. And on the way to him being a pastor, he had to assign someone to lead Friday Night Light. And for some reason, God gave him the idea that this guy could lead Friday Night Light. Again, I don't know what he was thinking because to my thought, I was not a leader. This was a task that was way beyond what I was capable of. But at the same time, he asked me that at the time when I was already preparing to marry J. Joe. When the task got too great, God was preparing a partner for me. And so J. Joe is a witness to all of the tears of leadership. You know, you have to appreciate Peter Paul because lead, leadership is a very hard task to do. It's a very heavy task to carry. But when God gave that task, He also gave a partner. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And I know Peter Paul also was given a partner by God. And you see how he works? Man is not able to do what God asks him to do by himself. He needs a partner. Women, the men in your life need you to be able to elevate their ministry in Christ. Now men, the women need leaders. 
The women need leaders. Can I get an idea of who I am talking to? Can you raise your hand if you're currently serving here in uh, Big Makati, uh, Big Mandaluyong? If you're currently serving in Big Mandaluyong or during Sundays here in CCF Mandaluyong, can, can you raise your hand? Ayaw, madami. Yan, praise God. Um, those who aren't raising their hands, I'm not gonna shame you. Um, but I'm telling you one thing, is that the church needs leaders. The church needs leaders. And I encourage you to step up into that role of leadership. It can start with you serving here on Sundays. Find the ministry, own that ministry. And you I know I know guys you feel na parang I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to be a leader. Parang kulang pa. I need to work on stuff in my life first. And you might be afraid of judgment na people would suddenly judge you na, oh, bakit siya nandyan? Parang paano, pabida as a leader or something. Or ano. If you're afraid that you are unqualified with what we've been talking about, remember that it's not about it's not about qualification. Sorry, my slide went ano. Let's try that again. Come on. We can do it. Yeah, trust in the Lord. He is the help. Okay. You know, so I worked, I worked so long on that slide. I have to show it properly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about qualifications. If you if you think about it, diba? women might be more qualified. I'm not as qualified. It's not about qualifications. It's about roles. It's not if you're suited to the job that God has given you. It is God gave you a job. The God of this world, the God who created you and designed you as you are deficiencies and all created you and now he's asking you to fulfill the role of headship that he has given you. And why does God do that? Why does God give us roles that we seemingly are unqualified for? Because when we fulfill those roles, he is glorified. Men, I know it is a scary task to step up into leadership. I know it is uncomfortable. It's out of your comfort zone. But in doing something that is way beyond what your capacity is, you glorify God. And I tell you, God is the one who will fill in what you lack. So men... Are we going to step up in ministry? Yeah, and Sam, sino yun? Sino yun? 
Asan, may narinig akong isa eh. Okay na yon. Anong ministry pwede ibigay? Uh, but yeah, I, I know that Big Mandaluyong needs more volunteers. CCF Makati needs more volunteers. And we are called to the church to serve in the body of Christ. So come on guys, let's do it. Let's go and be leaders. And women, you know, the men really need your help. The men really need your help. And so when we come to these roles, we come to the question of, do you want to fulfill those roles? Diba? Because when God asks us to do something, a lot of the times the question is, kaya ko ba yan? Kaya ko ba yan? But it is actually a sin to God if you do not follow the role that you are given. Diba? It's an affront to the designer. You're saying to God, parang mali ka, God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how this is going to work. I think you're wrong. I don't want to fill up this role. Did you know that the first sin was actually when Adam and Eve weren't fulfilling their own roles? You see, in creation, God made Adam and God made Adam and Eve, male and female, made Adam the head, made Eve the helper. And as similar as to what we see in society today, the when sin entered the world, the rules changed. Why? We see Eve talking to the serpent. Diba? We see Eve talking to the serpent and we see Adam in the background being passive. Ay, sige, kaya na ni Eve yan. What was Adam doing? He was not fulfilling his role of headship over his wife. And you know what? The the serpent was probably talking to Eve because she was the one who could understand what he was saying. Oh, you know, there's the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil. And Adam was like, oh, okay na ako nag-tetend nag, nag no garden. But Eve was probably the thinker in the partnership. So she was like, oh, oh nga no. Diba? It was her strength that was also her weakness in that moment. Well, this is all just speculation. But we see Eve taking headship in that situation, Adam taking the back seat. And Eve went and took the fruit, gave it to his husband. His husband says, yes, dear, and also ate the fruit. And if you think about it, you would think that it is Eve's fault that uh, sin came into the world. 
But when you see an account of when you see an account of the first sin, you see that it was called the transgression of Adam. The transgression of Adam. It was Adam's sin that was first. It wasn't the fault of, well, it wasn't mostly the fault of Eve. It wasn't Eve who was, who was blamed. It was the fault of Adam. Why? Because he was the head. And he wasn't doing his job. He was being passive. And that's why women cannot be passive and be comfortable in the role as followers. God gave you a role in headship that you are supposed to follow. And it's not just headship as in leaders here in, in ministry, not because you're not in the core, you are not given headship. You are meant to be heads in whatever context God has put you in. Therefore, you should be taking the lead. And women, you should not be taking the lead from men. But instead, you should be supporting them and lifting them up. Again, it's not a matter of qualifications. It's a matter of roles that God has given you. And when you follow those roles, God is glorified. God is glorified. One of the uh, nicest marriages that I've witnessed was a woman who was very uh, successful. She was in banking and the man was into music. He was a musician. So the woman was making a lot more than the man. But when you saw their household, it, the woman was very submissive. She was uh, treating the man as the head. Even though, as the world would see it, hey, mas, mas magaling ka dyan eh. But she saw her role in the marriage. And God was glorified. Because the world is gonna see that and would say, why, why are you submitting to your husband. It doesn't make sense. And it points to God and how God through Jesus humbly served also. Diba? And so women, you are going to get the desire to take the lead. It's going to happen. If you remember the consequences that were given to Adam and Eve. To Eve it was said, your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. There are always going to be things that you don't agree with when it comes to your leaders or your husbands. And you're going to want to uh, take the lead. Another Another translation of that contrary is it says, your desire shall be toward your husband and he shall rule over you. 
It's similar to uh, if you go further in Genesis, those two words were used the same as to when God was speaking to Cain. He was saying, sin shall desire, have a desire towards you, but you must rule over it. It means when you put that understanding in this uh, context of those words, is that you're going to desire the authority that God has given your husband or the leaders in your life. You're going to desire those authorities. But the God, the, the design of God is still that, okay, that he will rule over you. Men, when you are leaders, this is the, no, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Have you ever worked at something tas parang hindi lang talaga gumagana? It's not happening the way you want it. It is one of the consequences of our sin. I don't have a lot of time. So when we talk about the roles of man and woman, the roles of man and woman, um, men and women are created equal in dignity and in honor, both in the image of God. Women, there were no spiritual gifts that were restricted to women. So women, you are encouraged to practice your gifts and use them to serve the church. You see in the Bible that see Paul Okay, I'm not going to use my slides anymore. See, Paul uh, in Romans was honoring a lot of women who were working with him for the gospel. You see that women played significant roles. In Acts, you see that women were uh, prophesying and praying in the public gatherings. Your gifts were meant to be used. I'm not going to tell you to find the man and support him. Because that's not how um, God had designed it. Your gifts, your talents, they were made to be used. But there were some roles that were restricted to a man. So the example is, there, see, these, these women who have labored side by side with me. And in Romans... Sorry, I need, yeah. So you see uh, in Corinthians, you see a wife prays and prophesies. But it says something about uh, her head and it talks about something about uh, she should always show that she is uh, under the headship of a man. Yung the continuation of that verse. So, Timothy, the very, you know, the very, uh, painful verse to share to women. It says, Let women learn quietly with all submissiveness and I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. What? <laughs> Why? But if you dive deeper into the verse, it says women should learn. Right? 
should also learn. You know how revolutionary that was? Women were next to possessions back in that day. But here is the Bible telling women that they should learn, that they should also be students of the word. That was unheard of back in the day. Women, you are to also develop yourselves in the word and knowledge of the word. That's not something that is restricted to man learning. But when it comes to teaching in the uh, in here in in the congregation, those roles are restricted to man. Why? I'm going to ask God when I see him. Huh? Um, but that was the roles of women. You are to exercise your gifts, but some roles as head are restricted to men. Again, it's not because men are better. It's actually because men really need a helpmate. Now men, you are to be the heads. You are to be the leaders. Are you up for it? Yes. <laughs> I hope to encourage you that you are up to it. I was the same. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But God is your helper. And God will also provide a helpmate. If you're looking for a love life, pursue headship. Pursue submissiveness. But I am, I am against, sorry, I'm going over time. Uh, I am not for putting a man in the lead just because he is a man. Uh, if you see, there are, in the continuing verse, there are a lot of qualifications for men to be leaders. It is, these are the qualifications for overseers. Overseers like like Peter Paul. Nako. So, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Love, can you be the one na lang? Sorry. Able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, Gentle, next slide. Yeah, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Ang daming qualifications for overseer, di ba? Next slide lang. He must manage his household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Next. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will we care for God's church? Be ahead right now in the context that you are given. If you are uh, head, given a leadership work role at work, if you are given a leadership role anywhere and with your disciples, practice that because how you be ahead elsewhere is also how you will be judged if you are worthy to be an overseer. There's another one with deacons. These are the servants of the church. Likewise, must be dignified, not, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. 
they must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first then they serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless their wives likewise must be dignified not slanderers sober-minded faithful in all things meron pang wife dun sa ano why because one of the measures of a good leader is his wife you see how awesome my wife is uh, just kidding i'm not <laughs> that's a testament to her not me um why why because one of the things is that a good wife is able to elevate his husband into levels that he wasn't previously capable of but also a good leader as a husband will encourage a wife in her submissiveness and support so one of the good gauges of a good leader is how good his wife is it depends on how good the wife is and how good the leader the husband is and lastly let deacons each be the husband of one wife managing their children in their home households well guys these are a lot of qualifications for what leaders should be this is what god is calling you to pursue god is not saying hey uh these are all of the impossibilities so you can't be a leader god is saying i can make you into all of these if you would just let me if you pursue the headship that god has assigned you to he will move in your life change you change the person that you are maybe one day give you a helpmate so guys i know it's a daunting task but to pursue headship is one of the greatest ways you can also experience god in your life it's the same with the women pursuing humble submissiveness even when it's hard to submit is also one of the day ways you can experience greatly experience god in your life and i don't have a lot of time but in closing when we follow god's design we allow god to move in our in qualifications a lot of times we're not qualified to be ahead or we're not a lot we're we feel we're not qualified to be a helper but when we pursue that god works in your person god changes you god changes you to glorify him more and in the process you also experience god greater so men are we going to pursue our headship sige i'll come back i'll i'll speak again ano uh on the next series <laughs> i'll check on you guys and women are we ready to uh pursue submissiveness to elevate the leaders in our church cuz they need your help <laughs> they really need your help and in this body in this body that we have this family that we have uh in Christ 
I pray that we would really be able to glorify God by pursuing His design. Can I pray for you? Father God, we just thank you. God, your ways are greater than our ways. And Father, sometimes we don't understand why you design things the way that they are. But Father, God, when we feel, Lord Father, that we are unqualified, when we feel, Lord Father, that we are unsuited for the role that you have given us, Father God, remind us, Lord Father, that you have created us as you have in the way that you have so that in pursuing your design, we could give you glory. Father, we know that it might be an impossible task, that it is way out of our comfort zones. But God, encourage us to obey you. God, encourage us to obey you, our creator, to trust in your design. God, in doing so, I pray, Lord Father, that here you would raise up men as heads, that they would be leaders in the ministries that you have given them. God, I pray that you would raise up women, Lord Father, who would elevate the people serving in this church, that would use their gifts to serve the church. God, I know that you put us together, different people, because you have a purpose for us in your body. So for everyone here, Lord God, I pray that you allow them to find their role to serve in your church, to glorify you in following your design. And in everything, Lord Father, may we just bring honor and praise to your name. In the beautiful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.